Hi, this is Sean Fentke, Editor-in-Chief of Medical Product Outsourcing and host of MedTech Matters, a podcast focused on the medical device manufacturing industry and the factors impacting it. Today, my guest is Scott Whitaker, CEO and President of AdvoMed, the world's largest medical technology association. He's here to provide insight into the COVID-19 pandemic and the challenges the medical device industry has been facing as a result. Thanks for taking time to speak with me today, Scott. Yes, yeah, Sean, it's great to be with you. Really enjoy your show. You do a great job. Thanks a lot. So let's get right into it. For those who have been following the news, which is pretty much all of us because we have very limited uh, uh, anything else to do, uh, we seem to be hearing about the medical device industry mobilizing to support the, the wonderful people who are in the healthcare space, on the front lines, attempting to treat those with COVID-19. Uh, from what you're hearing and from your experiences, what is, is the medical device industry keeping up with the demand and where are the greatest challenges being encountered? Yeah, so it's a great question, and I've said to a number of folks recently, you never want a challenge like this to hit you, uh, but when it does, you realize the amazing uh, industry that we are a part of and represent, the medical technology industry. We are on the front line of diagnosing the disease, treating patients in hospital settings who have the disease, and then protecting our healthcare workers who are fighting the d- disease right up and in a very personal way. And so across all aspects of the work on the front lines, this industry is, is right there. You've seen a lot and read a lot in the news about PPEs. You've read a lot about ventilators, which is stabilized, I think, to a pretty solid place now. And now right. much of the conversation has shifted to uh, diagnosis and the testing side, which our companies are doing as well. And so Um, Are we stepping up the challenge? The answer is absolutely yes. What are the biggest challenges ahead of us? I think it's probably on the diagnostic side. And and there there are two parts of the diagnostic pieces, Sean, that is important here, right? There's PCR tests, which are right up front to determine if there's a live virus, if people are infected Mm -hmm. by that. And then there's the work companies are doing on the serology test next to determine levels of immunity. And our companies are doing both of those, and both of those areas are really essential in order to help America get back to work again and other countries as well. And so that's probably the biggest challenge we're facing right now. And and in order to accomplish these tasks, what are the medtech firms telling you uh, are the real pain points they're facing, whether it be, you know, enough supply, just just a matter of time, is it manpower? Where are the real pain points coming in? Yeah, I think it's a combination of time and, to some degree, manpower, uh, just a workload that's required. I'll tell right. you what has worked remarkably well for uh, virtually everyone in the industry. Um, as you're trying to scale up manufacturing, whether it's PPEs or it's ventilator hospital equipment or it's on the diagnostic side where you're creating new tests, essentially, out of whole cloth, uh, having a public-private partnership with the government, particularly in this case the FDA, to make, make sure that we're able to speed these products to market, to the hospitals that need them, to the test centers that need them, is critically important. And FDA has been, honestly, just remarkable uh, in the work that they've done, connecting us with their uh, uh, frontline workers and clearing these products quickly, getting things into the emergency use authorization uh, program, 
helping us understand how to scale up manufacturing to go from an eight-hour shift to a 24-7 shift and still be compliant. All of that work uh, is being done hand-in-glove with the FDA, and it's been, it's been great. It's been very encouraging. I think there are lessons we'll learn as we come out the other side of this, uh, but that's one of the right. real high points of this process. Well, some of your comments lead into my next question, and that has to do with scaling up that manufacturing, specifically uh, the, the medical device manufacturing companies that are working with uh, those, those companies that are outside the space, uh, companies like Ford and Tesla. Right. You know, what are the concerns there? Because obviously those companies aren't accustomed to working under the direction of the FDA or under the oversight of the FDA. So what are the concerns there? Well, the, the way I would characterize it is this. We welcome the help. Right, because right. scaling up to mass production levels uh, for a crisis is important, right? But we also want to make sure that what they're doing on one side of it, the GEs, the Fords, is consistent with the process that we're going through so that when a machine is delivered, it's delivered in a way that is consistent with the manufacturing practices of our industry and delivers the results that uh, healthcare workers expect. And so we have been, so we welcome, I want to be clear, we welcome the company in this space, right, uh, because there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and we've been working with each of those uh, businesses who are trying to understand this space better to help them understand what it takes to manufacture a product like this, the complex nature of it, the supply chain elements of it as well. And that, the supply chain piece, uh, for us, I think, is where, some of the non-traditional manufacturers can be most helpful to us, right? Helping us get the component parts into the country where we're manufacturing these products to help scale up our production. And then we're sharing with them information about how you do this, right? And what I suspect will happen, Sean, is most of the work that's being done by the GEs or the GMs and the Fords, the auto manufacturer, are going to be on the lower end of the uh, ventilator production side the, uh, not the high-end ICU complex uh, ventilators, but those that are helping people as they're getting into the hospital or coming out of the hospital with uh, mm-hmm. less of a urgent disease state. And so that's their focus. And then also they're going to be helping to stockpile, I think, uh, those products for the federal government in the event of another wave. Um, it's still our companies that are delivering the big, most complex machines to hospitals to treat the disease today, and that's been our focus. They're helping. Uh, but they're not necessarily delivering treatment today. Right, right, exactly. Um, and you, you, obviously, as you know, uh, a major part of the effort has to be uh, from another aspect of the manufacturing ecosystem, and that's the supply chain. Uh, what have you been hearing uh, from those companies, whether it be suppliers, testing, testing firms, contract manufacturers? Uh, what have they done to help in this great effort and uh, in, in the manufacture of these critical products. Yeah, that's where they've been, I think, the most helpful, the non-traditional manufacturers of medical devices and technology. You should think about the PPE space, the masks, the gloves, the gowns, things of that nature that are critically important and challenging uh, to manufacture at a high scale, but don't have the complexity of a ventilator, right, or a a platform, a diagnostics platform that you would use to test a a disease. It's that area where the suppliers have been most helpful to us. So you've had 
a lot of companies who are outside of the space typically moving into the space to try to help scale up production there. So at the same time, Sean, honestly, you think of what 3M has done, which has been incredibly impressive. Uh, the number that they've scaled up to just in the N95 mask space alone um, right. has been, you know, unbelievable what they've done. So, so that's an important part of it, uh, but getting help from others is important too. Um, when you think about the supplies that go into the more complex machines, um, we've had challenges bringing in some of those parts from other parts of the uh, globe where we do manufacturing of component parts now. Initially, we had some challenges bringing, in, bringing component parts in, but uh, right. we have been able to overcome most of those challenges with the help of the U.S. government, with the help of foreign governments as well, uh, in prioritizing those shipments and then getting them into the country. So. We have not faced a shortage per se, but there's been a number of times where we're bumping right up to the line um, and, and getting things right under the uh, window of time when we needed, needed to get them into the product. Great. And then one, one, final, one final question before I, I let you go. I'm, I know you're very busy and have uh, several other calls to make. But uh, in terms of uh, – I saved the curveball for the end. The uh, – yeah. Looking out, you know, a year or two, you know, of course, it's all speculation. No one truly knows what's going to happen. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how much our industry is sourcing from, and the healthcare industry is sourcing right. from China. You know, obviously, you know, that's not the only region we source from. But there are, you know, medical device industry sources from around the world. Do you see some of that sourcing moving back to the U.S.? You know, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think to some degree it's inevitable uh, that some of it will come back to the U.S. I think, you know, I, I understand what the administration is talking about when they talk about Buy America, Manufacture in America. Um, and I think the, the aspirational goal of doing more manufacturing here is a good thing, particularly when you're in the middle of a crisis like this. But as I've said to them a number of times, and we've had a lot of conversations about this, you don't change the manufacturing and supply chain process overnight. It's just right. impossible. For the last 15, 20 years, we've been operating in a global world with a global mm -hmm. supply chain and a network of uh, interaction that's important to maintain during a crisis. And, and you, you get into 2021, you're not just going to flip a switch and start manufacturing everything here, right? It's going to take a period of time. The U.S. Right. government will need to have policies in place to support moving manufacturing from overseas to the U.S., and so we're going to have to talk about that. We'll have to have incentives in place to make sure it works, um, and then we'll have to be able to scale up facilities in order to do that. And so while I appreciate what they're trying to accomplish, we've tried to understand but urge a little bit of caution in how we think about move, moving product manufacturing, how quickly we do it. Um, and uh, I think the response to, the, to date has been good. They've been helpful. Um, I understand where they're going, but we're not going to be able to get there as quickly as many would like. But it, it's a priority for all of us, I think. Right. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, and as promised, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time. Certainly appreciate you calling in to, to speak with me today and addressing some of the issues that I know uh, my listeners are, are concerned with. Um, so thank you very much. This yeah, Sean, has been, thank uh, you. And, 
I was going to say, Sean, thank you, and thank all of your listeners as well, because those are the people who are on the front lines fighting this disease and oftentimes don't get the credit they deserve. And so I want to thank you and everybody in the MedTech community for all they're doing. It's been fantastic. Well, we, uh, on behalf of them, I, I shouldn't say we, on behalf of them, we appreciate that. Um, all right. And as I Thanks, said, Sean. this has been, uh, thank you, this has been MedTech Matters with Sean Fenske from MPO and Scott Whitaker from Advomed. Thanks again.